Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, my first guest this morning is aiming to alleviate the ongoing problem of hospital waiting lists through a tailored artificial intelligence solution. Neve McElhatton from Stimuli joins me now to discuss how she discovered the solution and the journey to integrating the process into the hospital system. Neve, we'll be discussing Stimuli and how the startup aims to provide a remedy for long hospital waiting lists. But first, our listeners would like to get to know the woman behind the business. So perhaps you could provide us with an insight into your own background. Well, I have to be honest, Carl. Now, my journey has been quite a varied one. Um, I actually started out in life as a primary school teacher and very realised uh, very quickly that that vocation was not for me. So I got into the world of sales, marketing and events in London. had various jobs there. And when I came home to Northern Ireland, I worked for a business magazine. And following kind of a business magazine, I managed a radio station uh, and I got into a digital um, startup many years ago, which really kind of gave me an appetite for the world of digital and, and, and innovation and what technology could do. And after a few failed startups working for other people, um, I decided that I was going to create my own startup. Uh, and I did. And that was back in 2009, 2010. And my first startup failed dramatically. We were competing with the Google Display Network. And let's be honest, who is going to compete with Google? <laughs> so I, start, I started another company, which was a full service digital marketing agency and I actually took that business to the Middle East in Dubai and I, I sold that within a year to another company in Dubai which was wonderful until I came home then and started my company Smart Global which was about marrying innovation uh, and industry together. We got into a series of events focusing on innovation in health, innovation in construction and manufacturing, innovation in uh, retail um, and it was the innovation and health event that has now led me down the path to my current role with Stimuli. And of course, there's nothing that gets media headlines every day like long hospital waiting lists do. Mm. So how did you think that you could tackle that problem? Well, unfortunately, I, I didn't actually think that I could tackle that problem. It was a chance interview published in the Irish Independent back in March 2018. I had done a TED talk on the importance of managing our mental health and well-being and the importance of having some digital downtime, as in putting the phone down and disconnecting and engaging in real life human conversation. So it was through that particular talk that I delivered in November 2017 um, that I was listed and featured in an article in the paper with Professor Barry O'Sullivan. So I introduced myself. I went to the university, went to the Insight Lab, met the guys, heard some of the most phenomenal projects that they were working on. And then Barry happened to just say, oh, and this is a strategic clinical tool that we're working on that would help hospitals uh, reduce hospital waiting lists. And I think it's fair to say that COVID-19 only exasperated the -hmm. problem with long waiting lists. So how does your AI-based solution aim to alleviate this? Yeah, well, I I think um, the pandemic 
has really highlighted the issue and it's made it come to the forefront. I think it's been a long-standing issue for a very, very long time. Um, and I think it's just, it, it's made it worse for sure. But I think it's actually got people's attention now that this cannot continue to go on as is. So the way our solution works is we are a strategic clinical design tool. So in the simplest of terms, we basically help hospitals design their clinics so they're utilising the time most effectively. They're apportioning time to certain tasks that need to be done throughout the day that may not necessarily be getting done at the moment. So we will work, for example, in diagnostics. Um, and that's really our point of entry in this journey because typically that's where the patient pathway will start. That's on that kind of patient journey. So we'll go into diagnostics. So take MRI, for example, and we'll work with the team uh, within the MRI department. We might have a clinician um, involved um, from, from time to time. Uh, clinicians obviously are very busy people. So this is one of the things that we find is that we need to alleviate those pain points from them. Um, and give them as much precious time back to deliver on patient care. We give them a set of data requirements that we would like. So we give them a little checklist of the data that we need. It's typically historical data. It's not complex data. We keep the whole thing very simple. Um, and they provide us with that information. And basically through the machine learning solution within uh, Stimuli, our software then kind of um, analyzes the historical data to predict future demands. And then we pre present a number of scenarios on how they could design the clinic more effectively. And Niamh, you're currently completing pilots with four hospitals. How is that going and what impact are those hospitals witnessing as a result of this offer to date? Well, it's it's very exciting, um, I have to say, because the four departments that we're currently utilising are all very different. Um, I've seen very quickly that every hospital has a different process. Um, they operate in, in different styles. Um, some are much more proactive and organised than others. I'm not going to name which ones or what. <laughs> but I have to say... Um, uh, so far, we're, we're very much at the analysis piece. So I would have our initial kind of results back in a couple of weeks' time. And I'm quite excited about that because what will happen, Carl, as you can appreciate, yes, we can design, you know, the clinic and how it should be set and, and, and everything else. But the reality is they then have to implement those findings to actually start to bring the hospital waiting list down. So we can give them a report and it's like taking a horse to water, you know, but what we are fundamentally committed to is saying, right guys, these are the findings. Now let's actually integrate these findings into the scheduling of the appointments and let's roll it out then. What are your thoughts in relation to the IT systems that hospitals are utilising today, first and foremost, and then secondly, their ability to be able to talk to different systems across the clinical aspects of running a hospital, and then in turn to be able to communicate and integrate with other hospitals software also? Well, I can only give you my own personal experience uh, and viewpoint on that, you know, and for me, I think it's very disconnected. And in fact, archaic in some hospitals. Um, in one hospital that we talked to very early on, we were like, okay, guys, so what system are you using at the moment? How are you downloading the data? You know, what, how are you analysing that? And on the call, they held up a black leather A4 diary. And I, I laughed because I thought they were having a joke. 
And I said, sorry, what? And they were like, yeah, no, we, we manage, you know, people that didn't attend. And then we have a couple of people here that we can call in. And I was like, are you serious? And like, I actually was kind of speechless at that point. I was like, right. There's so many systems out there that don't actually talk to each other. Um, you know, and even in one hospital that we're working with in one department, they had four different databases that they had to extrapolate data from to try and get us one comprehensive list of the very simple data that we required. You know, our, all of our information is anonymized, so we don't need to know your name, your age. We don't need to know anything about the patient. We just want to know the referral date, um, what their treatment was for, how long that's going to take. Like really easy information. It's, it's not detailed stuff. And yet they find that the most laborious task. And that for me is really scary. And it's like we need to address we need to address it because, you know, IT systems like in the world that we live in now and the most amazing innovation that we have, this should not be the case, you know. So you're currently doing a pilot with four hospitals in the north and yeah. the UK. What are you hoping for as an outcome to this particular pilot and what's the plan from there? The hurdles that we face in procurement to get in pilots was difficult. So for me, having these pilots is absolute gold because for me, the good old expression, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. When we have the case studies published and we can show how we have redesigned the clinics to deliver a higher output and getting patients seen quicker, how can you say no to that? You know, so for me, it's proof of the pudding uh, with our with our pilots. And the beauty of it is the hospitals we're working with, thankfully, are champions of what we're trying to do. Like they get it, they're bought in, they really want it to succeed. So for me, what I want to do is get these pilots up and running, get these pilots converted into paying customers, um, start to grow and roll out the solution throughout Ireland and, and Northern Ireland and UK and further afield. So for me, there's a couple of things and I suppose um, it's about being patient, um, but it would be very much about getting the pilots, case studies published and then rolling the solution out uh, across the globe. Yeah, and in terms of the plan to roll it out across the globe, what Mm. type of investment are you going to need to realise that potential? Well, I suppose for me, it's cart before the horse at the minute. You know, we need the pilots and we're building the prototype that people can obviously go and look and feel and see online. Um, But at this stage of the game, we probably just want to raise shy of a million quid um, to develop it, to build our own team um, uh, and to obviously our second uh, growth uh, market is actually the Canadian market. Um, so whilst we kind of want to focus on universal healthcare uh, countries, so you're talking New Zealand, Australia, uh, Canada and so on, the rest of Europe, um, where there's a lot of synergies and where we already have a very strong established network is in the Canadian market. So for me, it's about building a team out there now too. Yeah. Now, finally, Neve, are you building Stimulate to keep it or to sell it? Well... I would like to build stimuli to a certain point um, that had had great success, but obviously with any startup now and investors and everything else, there's always a cheeky little exit. So for me, it's about looking at other health tech suppliers that do similar services and what we have to offer 
And I think stimuli will be a fantastic asset to an already established strong brand portfolio of other health tech solutions. So we'll probably have about three companies that I think that we would be very complimentary to, who I think probably over the next, say, four to five years would acquire us. But because I have invested so much of my own personal um, savings, my own personal time, you know, I've worked on this nights and weekends whilst having a a nine to five. Um, But for me, I, you know, it would be easy just to flip it. But I actually want to to build it, to succeed, to to really roll it out across hospitals in Ireland and the UK, to get it out in the network in Ontario and up in Quebec and Montreal and to, to get it into hospitals to say, I did that. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Niamh McElhatton from Stimuli, and it will be exciting to watch the rollout of this solution in hospitals across the country and hopefully alleviate this significant burden on our health system. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.